The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics talking truth, everything from the news to the New Testament. Welcome back, everybody. What it look like? What it do? What it look like? It was good. It was goody. <laughs> What's going on? How y'all feeling? How y'all? What's popping? <laughs> what the business is? What it do? <laughs> what it be? What it, what it be like? Oh my gosh, man! Uh, we having a good time, guys. We are here on this Friday evening recording, and we have a topic that. We hope doesn't uh, rub you the wrong way, so to speak, but Mm. it's something that is kind of popular in the church, so it may, I don't know, it may get to some people a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to at all. It can be abrasive, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It depends on, I guess, like our current understanding of things. Um, it is meant to challenge you yeah, what we're doing. Sure. That's that's for sure. That's part of the reason that we're doing this for sure. Yeah. We're talking about money. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I mean from the title mm-hmm. that you saw before you clicked on this episode, <laughs> we're talking about prosperity, mm-hmm. right? And we're trying to bring clarity to the topic of prosperity in the kingdom of God. Yeah. I feel like I'm not pronouncing my words good i'm saying like prosperity. <laughs> prosperity prosperity <laughs> prosperity in the kingdom yeah like what does it mean to be prosperous as a christian you know? right right what is what involved is in all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jesus came to give you life oh gosh and life go more abundantly yes sir but what does that mean all right but why mm-hmm. like how do we get to this topic like this is not mm-hmm. like something you know, random, you know, yeah. just, we just wanted to talk about, like, mm. I want to say it's becoming more prevalent yeah. in the body as a doctrine, um, you know, and I feel comfortable saying that, Yeah, but the, I guess the reason that we're talking about it now, I mean, just, it's a person, it's kind of like a personal story, like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through Instagram mm-hmm. one day, and, you know, you already have all these influential Christians and stuff who portray these images of success and a lot of money and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I came across this one like sponsored ad. Mm-hmm. So somebody put out an ad and they were talking about how like basically in so many words, it's God's will for us to all be millionaires yeah. and wealthy and we're all supposed to be rich and we're supposed to have like all these material things. Yeah. Right. And it made me hmm. question myself mm-hmm. like, dude like is that is that right okay you know what do you like do you have it wrong or you know are you missing something from you like is that god's will yeah i i you know came across it too yeah this is just like an honest moment like Mm -hmm. marcus did not know what to think Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Mm -hmm. being real this is one of those things where you gotta like ask the holy spirit to speak to you Mm -hmm. you know and father put this in perspective for me and make sure i really understand what's going on because it's a touchy, uh, complicated subject mm-hmm. sometimes for people to wrap their heads around. Like, for instance, uh, Jay and I were talking, like, you have these two extremes in the body of Christ. Mm. Some people say you're supposed to be 
you know, rich, you know, like God wants us to be wealthy. Yeah. And, you know, other people say, well, no, he, he doesn't want us to be wealthy. Wealth is evil mm. on the opposite extreme. Yeah. But it's like, what does the word say? Bro? Yeah. What does the word say? The word doesn't say that money is evil. Mm. Like God doesn't have a, he's not, he's not like, you know, wealthy people are going to hell by default. Right. You, you, if you make over $2.5 <laughs> million in your lifetime, hell is right. your home. Like that's that's not what's going on, mm. you know. And it's not like, oh, you poor, you going straight to heaven, right? It ain't like that either. You ain't got my favor. Yeah. So we got to kind of get rid of those extremes. Yeah. Right. And just talk about. Um, but I, ahead, I I feel like I feel like the one extreme being uh, the the rich, you know, mm-hmm. God wants you to be rich. Extreme. I think it's harder to cast aside because it's more prevalent. Mm-hmm. The poor one ain't prevalent, you know? Right. But I mean, you see, I mean, especially with like social media, you see, you see the, we we'll, we call it the prosperity gospel, yeah. you know, or prosperity preaching. Like you see it more, mm-hmm. um, just day to day and like memes and stuff like that, you know, like, right. Yeah. I see a meme the other day that says like, I'll just, I'll just, paraphr- <laughs> I'll just paraphrase it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to offend nobody, but like it said, yeah. like you're going to become wealthy basically yeah. was the gist of it. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not adding, I'm not taking away from it. There was, this is what it said. You're mm-hmm. going to become wealthy, you know? And it right. was, it was more to it than that, but that's what it was saying. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And like you saying, this person and they become extremely popular. This is the other thing that bothers me and i think is a big reason that we're doing this episode mm-hmm. is because the person the market is, is talking about um she's recently become very popular mm-hmm. like on social media and yeah. it's a lot of people who believe in what she's saying and i saw an ad myself mm-hmm. that i heard her and i'm gonna quote she said, a lot of you are about to step into great financial wealth. Yeah. And I want to tell you that you shouldn't have to apologize for that. It is God's will for us to have the abundant life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what she does for, you know, outside of preaching. I don't know what she says at her conferences. I don't know how she counsels people in, mm-hmm. in, in terms of like Christianity and what she believes. But I, I'm just talking about this one doctrine mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. in being uh that god's will for us is to have the abundant life and i think you know when i saw that i was like we have to talk about that because it's just it's like pervasive in you know christianity right now yeah yeah oh man i think it just has to be prefaced like all right before we even like get into that right yeah just to kind of complete i guess like uh what we were talking about earlier just money in general Mm. it's not a bad thing Mm -mm. right but it's like every everything in our lives has to be prioritized mm-hmm. and anything in our lives can be idolized. Mm-hmm. Right. And so with that being said, like God has to be the focus of the believer. Yeah. Right. And so what's scary. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. For instance, like if we look at that scripture about money, a lot of people leave out mm-hmm. a couple of key words yeah. like money is the root of all evil. They'll say that. Right. Right. But that's not what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. It's the love of money mm-hmm. is the root of all evil. So mm-hmm. we're talking about money being idolized in, mm-hmm. in somebody's life. Like that's what I serve. Right. And you even have the scripture. You can't serve both God and money. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is talking about money being put 
over God. Yeah. So there's a healthy relationship with money that can be had, mm-hmm. right? But God, you know, is obviously we're supposed to be at the forefront, the very top, you know, priority for us all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is like money or not, right? We serve God. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We don't come to God for money. Yeah. Right? We come to God for God. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. So just kind of getting that out the way, like, don't look at money as like some evil thing. Yeah. We're not saying that. Yeah. Because that's an extreme mm-hmm. that's mistaught. Mm-hmm. Don't look at money as the end all be all. Mm-hmm. As and Jason's going to get into this, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, don't look at money as God has favor on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have money, mm-hmm. right? God can have plenty of favor on you without you having any money, mm-hmm. right? So we got to get the extremes out of our head yeah. and don't really ascribe to either of those, yeah. right? Because money is just a, it's just a thing mm-hmm. and a thing not to be idolized. Mm. All right. So with that being said, yeah. <laughs> kind of moving on, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to go ahead, bro. like first say that when we read in scripture um, in Ephesians 4 mm-hmm. and it's 11 through 14, right? But Paul is talking and he says, um, he's talking about Christ, how he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, uh, pastors, and teachers. And it says to equip the saints, meaning us, the you know, believers, for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Okay. And then it says to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of fullness in Christ. These are very, 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 very full like words and things he's saying. But this is the point I wanted to get to right here. Right. Mm -hmm. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Right. Yeah. And that's what troubles me partially um, with this whole you know, name it and claim it or, you know, Mm. prosperity gospel or I receive, I receive it, you know, or I speak this, I I speak wealth over your life right now. Mm. It is people being blown about by every wind of doctrine just simply because they don't, they don't know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put Marcus and I on some, any, I'm not saying this to put us on a pedestal or say like, Mm. this is our duty in life, but like, part of why we do this is to i guess bring people back to what what the gospel is actually saying what the bible is actually saying what christ is actually saying you know so to to make people lean on him more and not be blown about by any kind of doctrine that we hear yeah yeah because you wouldn't think that the thing about this is satan Mm -hmm. is so cunning you wouldn't think that this is anything it's not bad it doesn't present itself to be bad. It's, oh, God wants us to prosper, and we're, we're going to get into scriptures, of course. But it's like, you know, God wants me to prosper. Jesus came to, you know, heal the sick, and, you know, his His will for me is good. So, obviously, he don't want me to be poor, right? That's right. It just sounds good. It sounds logical and rational. <sighs> but when you start to read the scriptures and what he's actually saying, it, it doesn't present itself to be the case. All right, so when we did, like, the covering doctrine, mm-hmm. right, we talked about, we gave you, like, a little bit of the history of it, mm-hmm. right? And, like, the point of that was not so much to, like, talk about specific people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But more so to show that it had a starting point, Yeah. right? And, like, these, a lot of these doctrines have a very particular starting point, mm. right, which means that it broke off 
from the original gospel at some point in time yeah. and became a false doctrine, mm -hmm. right? And so let's talk about the history of the prosperity movement mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Teach us. So, <laughs> Rabbi. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm taking this from, we, obviously we done research and gathered together some articles and all the, a lot of the stuff that we reference is gonna be on our website. Uh, the word next the world dot com um, just so you can like see the articles and read them yourself because we're not going to obviously read them all. But, um, you know, this this thing started um, in the early 20th century, basically. And um, it started it didn't really start in the church. It started mm. from like society and culture and this this thing called new thought mm. um, and like Ralph Waldo Emerson was in it. And it was just a, a philosophy. And it taught that the key to health and wealth is thinking, visualizing, and speaking the right words, right? Right. And then it was, um, you know, it was picked up by the church and, like, Pentecostal um, uh, preachers started to do it. And, yeah. you know, men, they would incorporate it into, obviously, wealth gaining, but also, like, health and healing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the dangers of it was basically saying, like, the more faith you have, the more, you know, you should be able to get and the, the easier you should be healed or something mm -hmm. like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of equating mm -hmm. your faith level to you receiving things from God, yeah. um, which is like super duper scary. Why? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's wrong with us trying to have just from, from yeah, you know. just from the, just from like a practical standpoint, if, yeah. if you don't get healed, now you're condemning yourself exactly. and you saying, I ain't got no faith. You don't get rich. I ain't you ain't have enough faith, nor did you have the favor of God on your life. Yeah. God is not, God don't care about you. And you it know? makes it about you and what yeah. you can produce. Like, yeah. I have to produce my faith. I got to get my faith up. Right. When this is not what Jesus yeah. and Christianity are about at all. And what's interesting is you can begin to even idolize your faith. Mm. And what, I mean, that, and that's a crazy statement. Like, that sounds crazy. Like, whoa, 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 whoa Marcus, what are you saying? Mm. Man? Are we supposed to have faith? Right. Mm. But like if your desire is to increase just your faith. Yeah. Right. So that you can get to money and you are no longer concerned about like, why did Jesus come? Mm. Why did the father send his son to die for my sins? Mm -hmm. What does God really want from me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead you're idolizing your faith to get the things that you want. Yeah. That's a, you're on a different path now. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about you and how God can serve you. Yeah. Basically. Like, what's up God? What you got for me? What you got for me? Cause right. I got this faith. Yeah. So right. I need a return on my, I got faith. the currency. I need a return. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, oh man. So yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, it's details and there are obviously people involved and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, it, man, this thing, it, when you start to look into it, dude, it's, it's bad. I mean, people have gone to jail for like fraud and all types of stuff for, you know, taking money from people and, and their congregation and all that. But that's, that's an aside, right? So mm. I guess the meat of this episode, because my feeling is that there are some people who may be listening or you may know people who actually believe this stuff, you know? Like, when I see somebody write on Instagram, you know, wealth is coming to you. you you're going to get wealthy. Yeah. And a lot of people like, yes, yes, I received that. Amen. It's like, wow, like, people really believe this is how it works. Yeah. And it's like this saying these affirmations and stuff. 
-hmm. but we don't realize like how much culture has like uh i guess lended itself to this whole frame of mind like this Mm. is the same stuff that like the secret is talking about in these books like that like you know change the way you think Mm -hmm. if you think positive you'll attract you'll attract Mm. this and you know you were saying something about like i I wrote you know i'm gonna be a millionaire on a oh (laughs) yeah so there's a scene in the secret if you've ever seen the secret you'll remember the scene there's a lady i believe she's african-american right um, not important to what we're talking about whatsoever. Someone important, but oh yeah, we'll get into that too. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that's that's yeah, you'll like that part. Um, so this lady, she gives like a, I guess I don't even want to use the word testimony, but like she tells a story mm-hmm. <laughs> about how she wrote like I'm going to be a millionaire or millions are coming, or maybe she even wrote a number that was in the millions or something on a mm-hmm. piece of paper, and she like put it underneath her pillow and she slept and I guess like long story short, she ended up becoming like. A millionaire but like you know even in times of doubt she still kept a number under her pillow and all yeah. that kind of stuff right yeah. but it was just like all folk like the secret is all about the power of your thoughts mm-hmm. you know um and kind of like demanding you know like demanding what it is that you want by your thoughts and yeah. just continuing to think in a certain direction mm-hmm. at all times and then whatever that thing is that you continue to think about or yeah. desire it's going to come to you and it's just a perversion of scripture. I, yeah. I mean, when you look at a lot of these things like that, it's a perversion of what's in the Bible. It's yeah. a perversion of God. Because, you know, we, we see him say stuff like, if you believe, you have received it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but it's it's a total perversion. It's a it's a person-centric and not a God-centric mm. version of it, you mm. know, mm-hmm. where you're making yourself the God. Like, I, I can speak this, you know, and now I'm going to start attracting it when I use these words. And, you know, I have some, <clears throat> I have like an ex- excerpt. Mm. something that a, a very popular preacher said uh-huh. and he said our faith is most effective when we acknowledge the good things that are in us declare affirmations such as i have a bright future i am gifted i am talented people like me i have the favor of god right uh-huh and that might sound great <laughs> sounds good it sounds yeah. so good uh-huh but when you start to read the scriptures yeah. and start to understand what christ is about Man, he's about humility mm-hmm. and servitude, yes. you know, yeah. and, and it's it's totally different from this whole, like, I'm going to get my blessings. Yeah. Go get your blessings. <laughs> we sing that and we laugh yeah. up here a lot, but, like, mm. this, that's, mm, that's, this, that's the thinking. Yeah. And I guess the black, the whole black thing, uh-huh. right, is that there's this uh, statistic, and we'll put it on the website. There was uh there was like a poll done of a thousand people, and basically the the thing that jumped out to me <clears throat> was the question that said, "Do you believe that prayer can make you wealthier?" And um, forty two percent of Black Christians said, "Yeah," uh-huh. right, yeah. and that's just to me, and I mean, and I guess I have to do the comparisons, right? As uh-huh. opposed to fifteen percent of whites and twenty five percent of Hispanics, mm-hmm. so you know it's this higher, higher proportion there, mm-hmm. and it's like a little bit, and I, you see it, you know, because it's like we just want to hear a good word, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's a great word, like you know, speaking prosperity. I speak, I speak blessings over your life. If I, like you said, if huh. I come up to you, yeah, and I say to you, can you, can you say that? Oh, I, I'm, I don't yeah. want butcher. I was saying, like, if someone is speaking to you mm-hmm. and they say you're about to be blessed mm. in a supernatural way, mm. right? But they don't give you any more than that, yeah, right? 
That could literally be a meme, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. You're, you're about to be supernaturally blessed today. Yeah. Right? So if somebody speaks that to you and they say no more, that gets interpreted by the person who is receiving it mm. according to whatever situations or culture mm. or thought pattern or, you know, like whatever state that person is in. If mm. you take all those things and put it together, that person has a state of just like belief, thought, culture, et cetera, et cetera, right? But the words that you spoke, you're about to be supernaturally blessed. They mm. go through that person's who is receiving it, that person's filter, mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm poor, that means I'm about to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. If I am sick, that means I'm about to be healthy. If my husband cheated on me, that means, you know, he's about to either stop committing adultery or I'm going to have a new man come into my life. Mm -hmm. If my kids are disobedient, that means they're about to be super obedient and listen to every word I say. If my house is about to be taken from me, it means my house is going to be restored to me. It can mm -hmm. mean anything depending mm -hmm. on what I am going through at that particular point in time. Wow. Right. And so when somebody says something, and here's why we bring it up, when somebody says something like Christ came that we may have life and life more abundantly, if we're not trying to understand the character of God, if we're not trying to understand a definition of life to figure out what that abundance is even about, okay. we'll interpret it ourselves to mean anything we need it to mean to make our situation seem better. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? And so like that, that is the thing I feel like uh, people are playing on, mm -hmm. right? It's like they understand that the person, well, I don't even know if they understand. And that might be an even sadder fact, mm -hmm. right? But like the fact that we are not uh, digging into the word to understand the character of God, his will for our lives, right? And what it is that he truly desires, which is a relationship with him to love him and to love our brother over everything else, mm. right? Then we'll misinterpret scripture to make it fit our own, uh, I don't even want to say selfish, but just our current you know, situations, yeah. you know, um, and sometimes selfish desires and whatever we need it to mean. Yeah. And then you have what Jason was saying earlier, where we've made God into the genie mm -hmm. and not God. We made God to serve us and not us serve God. Like mm -hmm. you're twisting it because you don't understand the character. Mm -hmm. of God. We don't understand God's will. You know, we don't know what the purpose of the kingdom is. We don't know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, yeah. that's why it's not even just about digging into your word, although we, we need to dig into our word, mm -hmm. but it's about coming into a relationship with him mm -hmm. and coming into an understanding of who God is and what he's up to and what the son is up to and, and what the holy, you know, what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is, mm -hmm. you know? Like, for instance, one of the things that bothered me that she said, mm -hmm. the lady we're talking about, she said, the Holy Spirit told me, right? that many of you are going to become millionaires mm. now look that comes that comes with no uh definition to it mm. many of you hmm. many many of how do i know if i'm in the many right because what you're telling me is that many of us right not all of us yeah the holy spirit told you that many of us are about to step into a season <laughs> of supernatural wealth and that you know, we need to get these tickets to come to your conference and learn how to be millionaires and make millions in our sleep and stuff like that. But you gave me no qualifications. You gave you left us with confusion. Yeah. Like and we're confused. Who now. is the author of confusion? Yeah. If I am looking, mm -hmm. right, if I am desperate to hear 
the good a good word if i am desperate for a situational change i'll gravitate to that mm. because that word could be for me mm. it might fit me i might be one of the many yes sir right so it's like yeah. it's a play on words that that like you said man mm. puts us in a state of confusion and when you read that scripture earlier in ephesians man how it talked about how we are just being blown in the wind mm -hmm. by every <laughs> it says we're being carried about carried about by every wind of doctrine like that's how it happens yeah. and look the way to avoid that right basically the scripture says coming into the fullness of christ mm -hmm. right coming into the unity of faith mm -hmm. and of the knowledge of the son of god mm. so the more you learn about christ and christ's character how do you say that? The easier it is, mm -hmm. I want to say the more easy, the easier it is to avoid these different doctrines because yeah. you can easily say that ain't even his character. Like Jay said that something the other style. day that like really he simplified it. He mm -hmm. simplified the word. Right. And I was thankful to hear it presented that way. But he just asked a simple question. He said, yo, would Jesus be walking around telling everybody that? You know, welcome to the kingdom. You about to be a millionaire. Millionaires. My will for you is yeah. that you get rich yeah. on earth. You get material blessings. You right. get cars. Mm -hmm. You get you get the abundant life. According to what the world. Yeah. All the things of the world. According to what the world has. Yeah. Welcome to the That's kingdom. That's what I give you. Yeah. That sounds a lot like Satan yeah, to me and what he yeah. tempted Jesus with. Look at all the things in the world. I can give you this is what he said to Jesus. I can give you all of it. Yeah. And this is what this doctrine is basically saying, yeah. that this is what we should be valuing. And that's the issue with it. And again, it's not that money is bad or Money's evil. Not bad. It's not about being rich right. isn't evil. But we will take you to scriptures about being rich, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then we'll talk about, because it's important that even these scriptures are explained mm -hmm. right, or discussed, because it's not about simply just being rich mm -hmm. being rich doesn't qualify you for hell you know being poor doesn't qualify you for heaven but we can get to the meat of like what these scriptures are actually talking about yeah all right i'm gonna just jump right into some stuff right, right. and what i was thinking about well both of us thinking this way of like okay what what scripture are these people using that they're even like uh basing their assertions on or you know because that's the thing when you meet uh, of any kind of false teaching, not not just this one, any kind of false doctrine, it is going to be scripture referenced and trying to support it. Mm -hmm. So you'll, whatever it may be, I'm not going to even, you know, I'm not going to isolate any right now, but whatever kind of false doctrine, they can't, because a, a person, a leader, whoever you want to call it, a, a, a personality, um, I'll even call them a believer, right, Who who may be um, just walking in a, in a spirit of error in this season of their life and preaching a false doctrine, right? They can't walk up and just start saying stuff because they know people are savvy enough to, you know, know the word. Right. So they have to use the word just like Satan was using the word with Jesus and saying like, man, it says that you, his uh, beloved will, you know, what does it say? Like he won't uh, let his foot be hurt on a on a rock what, oh, right. what did he yeah, say something yeah, like that from isaiah you won't even dash your foot on a stone yeah. like so they know that you can't just walk up there saying their own doctrine yeah so we want to like look at the scriptures that you know we've either heard them used before or just are you know supposing that are used in this kind of uh prosperity doctrine yeah. and like we talked about this the other day too like you can make the word say 
whatever you wanted to say. Yeah. And what what do we mean with that, mm-hmm. right? The Bible has been used to support uh, slavery, mm-hmm. right? The Bible has been used to create cults. Mm-hmm. The Bible, like Jason is saying right now, has been used to create all manner of false doctrines, mm-hmm. right? The Bible has been used to... <laughs> Do many things I that are... use the Bible to bomb abortion <laughs> yes. clinics in the eighties. Wow! Yeah, saying that it was biblically correct. Yeah, because yeah. it's scripture, you know. Yeah, that's so, a crazy point. That's why it's not. <laughs> you can't. You can't just take scripture and run with it. Mm-hmm. You have to understand context. You have to understand the character yeah. of God. So go ahead. Go ahead and go. truth is yes. truth. You got to yeah. understand what the truth is. All right. So firstly, right. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the scripture in Luke nineteen twenty six. It says, For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Mm-hmm. So right there, when I read that, I'm like, hold up, Jesus. Like, if your will for me is the abundant life and you want to prosper me, why would you take anything from me? Mm-hmm. You know? And then, like, I read further you know and hmm. when we're talking about context it's like what is he talking about then yeah. is he talking about money you know and and uh, i think i think a good thing to do in this episode is to not even like spell things out like go go look mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. go look and see and you you make the decision like but what do you think he's talking about here mm. you know mm-hmm. is he talking about you getting money maybe he is okay let's keep going Mm. let's keep going right uh i like this scripture that says uh this is mark 10 29 and 30 right jesus answered and said assuredly i say to you there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time so right so Mm. they take that and then they say stuff like you know and I, this is quote, I'm not going to name who it was, but a preacher said this, right? Do you want a hundredfold return on your money? Give and let God multiply it back to you. No bank in the world offers this kind of return. Praise the Lord. So now you mm. comparing God to a bank. Yeah. You you put your wow. deposit in. Wow, wow, wow. You get it right back. You give 10, you'll get back 100. Give 1,000, you'll get back 10,000, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus... In the verses prior to that, mm. it's talking about how hard it is for a rich person to get into heaven. Mm. So I'm trying to get you to jog your mind. So why would he be telling you, seek riches? I want to give you wealth. I want to give you wealth. But Jesus, right before this, you said, it's hard for me to get into the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. When when I got a lot of money and I'm rich, start just asking these little questions. Yeah. Let's start asking these questions, right? Yeah. I got one. I got one. Go ahead. All right. So another one is James chapter four, verse two, which says you do not have because you do not ask God. Mm. Right. And so this goes. Have not asked. Not. Yeah. You have to ask God for your blessings. Yeah. Like you have to ask God for your financial and that's why you wealth. Don't have it. That's why you don't have it. Right. And this goes in line with the name it, claim it stuff. Like mm-hmm. you haven't named it and claimed it. You haven't received it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you you know, you haven't God done wants to things. give it to you. You just got to. Take it. You yeah. gotta claim it from him. God cannot give mm. to a closed fist. That's what they say. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. So open up your hand and receive yeah. <laughs> okay. your wealth. Right. But 
What they don't mention is the scripture that follows, which says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives mm -hmm. that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Wow. Right. So that whole you trying to get your millions thing is kind of nullified yeah. or just like canceled out by that whole the idea that you should get millions mm. and live your best life is canceled out by this scripture right here. Mm -hmm. You would spend it like you don't get your prayers answered because your motives are wrong. Yeah, he's talking. He's he's addressing the heart now. Yeah. He's like, yeah. it shouldn't be about you know being the best business person or mm. you know getting to the money or whatever. It's like yeah. no, you need to be. You need to you need to work on why you want money yeah. in the first place. Right. And like, truly be, you know, righteous and good in your reasoning for even wanting money. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a correct perspective that has to be, like, explained a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you are asking God for plenty of money, mm -hmm. what, I don't even want to ask a question. I just mm -hmm. kind of want to say it, like, if you are asking God for plenty of money and you're not considering God being glorified, you're not considering helping mm -hmm. the poor, you're not considering, uh, you know, serving. Let me just put it like that, like serving God with that money. Like people get mad at pastors who spend, you know, money on like Lambos and houses and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? But like if <laughs> if you're serving God, mm -hmm. like, like if you're getting rich and you're not considering glorifying or serving God as a part of that, you, we might just have to check our hearts gotcha. that's all i'm really yeah. trying to say yeah i'm not here to say like you know you mm -hmm. oh you can't you gotta you know you gotta give it all away mm -hmm. i'm not saying oh you can't buy anything you know and one of our um our brothers in like the the men's group that we go to he was like he made a very, a very good point he said well where would you draw that line you know what i mean like all right you can't get a lambo so what's acceptable mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying is you know i have to get a ford yeah you know what i mean or does it you know can it be a large ford or does right. it have to be a small <laughs> can i wear designer clothes yeah you know what shoes like do i have to go to walmart or pay less to buy my shoes like where does the line get drawn it ain't about that it ain't about that yeah it has nothing to do with that mm. you know what i'm saying but it's like is your heart set to glorify god to yeah. advance the kingdom like is your heart set for those things like, um but yeah and i mean and that's why this scripture says what it says like you ask amiss. You ask amiss because mm. you have the wrong motives mm -hmm. that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Mm -hmm. So, yes, sir. Uh, I think another thing that I like to bring to people's attention on this is like just looking at the people in the Bible who were blessed, you know, and who you know are considered saints and stuff like that. Um, and it's interesting, right, that in the Old Testament you see uh, the, that you know, God did bless people with wealth, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, even in the New Testament, there were people, um, Josephus and, you know, various people who they were rich, yeah. you know. Um, but, like, take Paul, right? He was an apostle. He was chosen by Christ, yet he suffered, mm -hmm. you know. He had troubles. He had nothing at certain times. Yeah. But he wasn't concerned, like, with the state of his earthly wealth mm -hmm. being an indicator as to whether God's will for his life was manifesting, right? Mm -hmm. He knew whether he was poor or rich or whatever, that he was doing the will of God and he was in God. It was in God's will 
for him to be in whatever situation he was in, right? Yeah. And in Philippians 4 and 11, um, he's talking about, like, receiving things from them, like gifts and stuff. And, this, and, you know, my man is in jail oftentimes when he's writing these things. And he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret, when we want to talk the secret, he said, I learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And this was the secret. I can do all things through him being in Christ who gives me strength. Right? Mm. So this right here, dude, I mean, you're talking about Paul who, you know, wrote the majority of the New Testament. And at times in his life, he was dead broke and poor. And he was in the will of God. And I'm, and I'm saying this directly to combat the notion that it is God's will for us to live the abundant life. Mm. Sometimes it is not God's will for you to live the abundant life. Right. Sometimes it is God's will for him to humble you by taking everything away from you and yeah. you living in poverty. And there's scripture, yeah. uh, there's a scripture that says in James one and nine, right? Mm -hmm. Verse nine says believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a, a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. Mm -hmm. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Mm. But like, read verse 9. Believers in humble circumstances, meaning like poor, mm -hmm. right? You can mm -hmm. read other versions of it. It says they ought to take pride in their high position. This is like indirect opposition to the the whole idea of god wanting to prosper you constantly and that being his will for your life james said that you should take pride in your high position so what is he talking about there what what is a high position of a of a person who's poor mm. what is what is he talking about you should even take pride in he's talking about christ he's talking about you being a child of god now jesus you know paul talks about oh. in ephesians he says that we are blessed Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places wow. in Christ. Our ultimate blessing here on earth even is that we are in Christ and we receive spiritual blessings. Mm. We, have, we are not slaves to sin anymore, the mm. word says. We are redeemed in Christ Jesus. He has mm. paid the cost for all of our sin. This is our reward. This is what he's given us, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not about, oh, I want to prosper. It's <laughs> not about him wanting us to have this earthly material gain. It's about spiritual things that, that he wants to reveal to us and what he's done through Jesus Christ. And it's all right here in the scriptures, man. But, you know, again, we, we're not we're we are all very, very easily blown in the wind with these doctrines if we don't stay close to him and, and understand his will. Like you said, his character. I love uh, how you mentioned that Paul said, I learned the secret of being content. Mm. And I'm looking at Proverbs chapter 30, verses mm -hmm. 8 and 9. Mm -hmm. Actually starting at verse 7. It says, Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. Mm -hmm. He says, First, help me to never tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches mm. give me just enough to satisfy 
my needs. Wow. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. Mm. Right. So that's being content. Like he desires just to be content. Yeah. Not not to be a millionaire, mm -hmm. nor to be extremely, you know, impoverished. Mm. Right. But like just to be content. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, let me be in a, a space where I am pleasing God. Yeah. I'm pleasing to God. Philippians 419, man, says, my God will meet all your needs, mm. needs mm. according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Mm. Not all your wants, not all your desires, wow. not not all our, you know, pursuits for, for wealth. You know, he, it doesn't say, and my God will make you a millionaire. You know, it doesn't say my God will improve you. You know, in 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 your wealth yeah. and money, nah, he'll give you everything you need, though. Yeah. And when you think about like Solomon, right? Like when you're talking proverbs, what did he ask for? He he was wealthy and he got wealth from God and favor from God. Mm -hmm. But what did he ask for though? He asked for wisdom. Yeah. So that he can lead the people right and be a good king. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't about money at all. And God said, "Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna give you money just because your heart is in the right place. Yeah. You want to be a just king." And fair to the people. Come on. Okay. All right. So you're talking about that, right? And like you look at Solomon's case. Mm -hmm. Specifically, he asked for wisdom. He didn't ask for wealth, mm -hmm. which goes in line with the rest of Scripture, right? Where it says, mm. seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and things are added to you. Yes, sir. It doesn't say seek wealth. It doesn't say seek money. It doesn't say seek financial gain. Seek God. Mm. And these things will be added to you, mm -hmm. right? And there's a scripture in the Old Testament. I can't remember exactly where it is right now, but it talked about a particular king who sought after God and then God made him to prosper. Mm. But he wasn't seeking after money. He wasn't seeking after finances. He wasn't seeking after anything for himself. He was simply seeking God, mm -hmm. right? And so my point is, is there's no works that you're going to do mm. to become wealthy, Mm -hmm. right there's nothing like it's god will it says these things will be added to you mm. right so you're not working to but you're not going to you know it's not you're not wealthy because you haven't named it and claimed it mm. you're not not wealthy because you don't have the faith for it you know like you're not not wealthy because of something you haven't done yeah right you might not be wealthy because you haven't sought god though yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying like, that's real the bible you know is talking about how god has the power to give wealth, yeah. right? And and what is that scripture? It's Deuteronomy. Uh, it's Deuteronomy 8.18. Mm -hmm. It says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. I want to see something real quick, man. I want to see even what that scripture is referring to when it says, You shall remember the Lord your God. Mm. And what I mean by that is like, sometimes I like to look up the Hebrew. When it says you shall remember, it means to recognize God, to be mindful of him, mm. to recount, to think on, right? So it's talking about like keeping God at the forefront yeah. of your mind. So let's read that again with that in mind. Yeah. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get well. Mm. So it's like honoring God is the more important yeah. thing. yeah. And when you get wealth, yeah. you should remember God, you know, and honor him. Mm. 
I like Proverbs 16 and 3 because it says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Yeah. You know. Wow. I uh, Still don't mean you're going to get rich, though. No. Right? No. But you'll, but see, look. I I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, your, what did it say? Your plans will be established? Mm-hmm. Like, you know God's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. It might not look like what the world says being taken care of looks like, but God has his own way of taking care of you. Mm. You know, it might not look anything like being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be humbling you. Yeah. Making yeah. you more tenderhearted. Yeah. Make you a more forgiving person. All those types of things, mm-hmm. spiritual things. Mm. So then you'll have a doctrine, obviously, that says the more you give to God, the more you'll get back from him type of thing. And one of the scriptures that they use is uh, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, that you use, it will be measured back to you. And that's Luke 6 and 38. Right. Mm-hmm. But we, we see right in Luke 6, 37. Right. And I and I giggle, man, because it trips me out that uh, it's sad. It's not it, it doesn't even trip me out. The stuff is right there. For us all to see, and we all fumble over this. But it says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. And then he goes on to say, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, et cetera, et cetera. So I see how that, you could look at that and go like, well, you you could take that, you can isolate that verse, Mm -hmm. 638, and be like, well, yeah, I can apply this to money. Mm -hmm. Give, 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 and you'll get, get, get. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously talking about spiritual stuff right here. Mm-hmm. He's talking about forgiveness. He's talking about not judging people. He's talking about not condemning people. Mm-hmm. And the Father will extend these things to you. Yeah. It's not about money. But yes, giving is good. Yeah. If you want to give, give. Yeah. If you want to tithe, tithe. But don't do it in expectation that God is going to honor you and mm-hmm. give you money. Mm-hmm. That is not the will of of God. That is not what the Bible says. Yeah. He gives us money and keeps us because of his grace and our faith in Christ Jesus and what Christ did on it's the blood of Christ that allows us to receive anything that we have, whether spiritual, material or otherwise. It ain't our tithe or our offering. And I had to learn that this week. Like I was myself thinking that, you know, my fasting and my my prayer and this and that was going to lend me more favor with God and and, mm. and get me a favorable outcome with something I wanted. Mm. And I did not get it. But what you, you know what I got, though, that was 100 times better than that is humility. And I'm resting right now in my humility so that because, you know, the issue with it is and what we're saying is we make it about ourselves the issue with it is that if i would have gotten what i was asking for now the next time what am i gonna do next time i want something mm-hmm. i'm gonna pray i'm gonna fast i'm gonna yeah. serve i'm gonna do this i'm gonna start now. giving i got the formula yeah. so now god you better honor it you see me mm-hmm. doing the, you see me doing the works yeah but that's what the law was all about it was about the works mm-hmm. you tithe you do this you do that and he's showing us how we fall short you can't keep the law it's impossible. So we, it's nothing, this whole walk is about Christ Jesus and grace from God the Father. All right, we got to talk about something real Okay, quick. go All ahead. Right. So your story All right. that we just talked about. 
are you saying that fasting and praying and all these good things mm. are actually not good things? No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I clear that up. No, nah, I mean, I wasn't, you know. Yeah. So we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about this prior to the episode, like how God is really after your heart. Yeah. He's really, really Can't after say it your enough. heart. And won't stop saying that. Yeah. Like it's, it's really that simple. And like, so Jay was talking about like, you know, the fast and the praying and his good works. He was putting in some good works. My works. He was trying to become righteous and all that, right? So, he, you know. I was trying to uh, increase my faith. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> gracious. So a person, like there's a difference between a person who is fasting to get like the attention of God or to get a response from God. That's a different thing than a person who is fasting to humble themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, like one is trying to get God to move, and God, don't you see me working? We're doing God. a thirty-day fast yeah. for the Lord to do this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like my stomach is growling, God. Don't you hear it, God? <laughs> you hear the grumbles? Yes. God, now it's time for you to my move. Breath is stinking, yeah. <laughs> and I'm moving through it. <laughs> what? That's different than the person who is after the the purpose of fasting, which mm. is to humble yourself. Mm before God. One person does it almost in a way it becomes this this prideful thing. Mm-hmm. Like here I am God. You got to honor this. Mm-hmm. The other person is like Father, I just want to humble myself. Mm. Humble myself before you. That's it. You know? If I fast one day a year yeah, and it's pleasing to God, yeah. I'd rather that than me fast for 40 days mm-hmm. in the wilderness Yeah, and he go you doing that all for yourself. Right. Right. That's Pharisees type of stuff. Yeah. It's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what we're trying to get at. <laughs> like, oh, you want me to you want me to do something for you. So you you think yeah. oh, you think Jesus, his work wasn't enough. Right. Oh, you think you gotta do some yeah. some fasting for you. Oh, you about to earn for something. me to love you and, and bless you and give you favor, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. You back I to you back to the law. Nothing. Yeah, you back to the law. Yeah, you you have no idea what this is about. I had to go through that this yeah. past week. But see, like we were talking about, the, like this stuff is tricky. Yeah, it's tricky because, like, we were talking about this. Like, it's layers. It's layers to everything, mm-hmm. right? So, like, all right, adultery. We know that ain't cool. Robbing somebody, ah, God ain't with that. Murder, nope, mm-hmm. not doing that anymore. In our walks with Christ, like we start dealing with our actions and stuff first. But as we continue with Christ. We start to realize that what we're really meant to deal with is our thoughts, mm-hmm. our heart, our intentions. Like, for instance, like me and Jay were talking about the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. You go through the Sermon on the Mount, the two that stick out in my mind right now, when Jesus says, you've heard it said in the law that if you commit adultery, there's this thing. But I say, if you even think about committing adultery, that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? You heard it said in the law, if you murder somebody, we're talking about outward actions. It's a penalty for that. But I say, mm-hmm. if you even call your brother or think about, he says, if you even think about harming your brother or something yeah. like that. like, So he's talking about like outward actions. Okay. Like that's the stuff the law dealt with. But I'm here to deal with your heart. My I'm God. here to deal with like your most inner thought. I'm here to deal with your you know, soul. Your soul. Yeah. Like we talked about the renewing 
of the mind. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're talking about things at a thought level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that serious. Yeah, it's like that serious. But we're also talking about the fact like he's looking at your very intention. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even fasting can be done in a way that is unacceptable. Yes, sir. Even prayer Mm -hmm. can be done. And what I, you see him talk about that, like, don't pray like these people, mm-hmm. because these people think that if they use a whole bunch of just, you know, like, words and repetitions or whatever, like, you know, God is going to honor that. Mm-hmm. God, ain't, God don't care about that. God cares about your intention when you pray, mm. your heart. Like, one is to be recognized by man, right? He said the Pharisees prayed in a certain way so that they could be recognized by other people. Mm-hmm. You know, so even prayer mm. and fasting and these things that are like, quote unquote, godly yeah by default spiritual things yeah these yeah. spiritual super spiritual mm-hmm. you know faith-based things can be done in a, a a displeasing way if your heart and intention is not in the right place wow and that's you know that's at the heart of this whole prosperity thing that we're talking about yeah like, if your heart ain't in the right place yeah, you might as well forget it. Yeah. Don't go to the conference if yeah. your heart ain't right. Don't come to the Word the World conference. You gotta tell them. You gotta tell them if your heart that. ain't right. <laughs> nah, yeah. man. Nah, you gotta tell them. So, like, we were saying, uh, if you want to know if you're dealing with like a re- you know somebody who is really about the gospel, man, they'll be trying to deal with your heart rather than your pockets. Basically, you know what I'm saying. So I, I was playing with Jay. I said, what you know, if one of them ever say. Like, hey, like, you know, if you want to be wealthy and you ain't dealt with your heart, don't come to my conference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my conference is for people who are trying to get their hearts right. Like, yeah. that's the conference I want to go to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the best conference. That's the best conference because <laughs> that's, that's what God is trying to deal with. Yeah. He ain't concerned about our pockets like that. Mm. Like, all right, man. All Back right, to man. the uh, whole giving <laughs> and you'll, you'll receive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that can involve. I mean, that's just something that you hear a lot in churches, man. If you, if you give this tithe and... You know, your your wells will never run dry and stuff like that. But it's interesting that Jesus instructs us actually um, to give expecting nothing in return. Mm. He said, but love your enemies, wow. do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. Wow. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. That's crazy, man. Okay? That's crazy. It's like a hoping totally different. Yeah, it's a totally different mindset. Totally different mindset. Another scripture that uh, you may hear used, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. It says it right there, bro. Like, yeah. We're supposed to be rich. You're supposed to be rich, right? Yeah. And that's 2 Corinthians 8 and 19, right? But in this chapter, Paul is talking about the Corinthian church being earnest and e- eager givers. Mm. He's not talking about them becoming wealthy. Oh. He talks about giving one to another by our means so that none may be lacking. Dang. He's talking about giving from their abundance to supply others who lack in verse 14. So he's whatever, dog. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but that ain't what it says. Okay. <laughs> I like uh, Ecclesiastes 5 and 10. It says, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Mm-hmm. nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity. Proverbs 28 and 6 says, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Again, it's about the heart, right? Mm-hmm. About that heart, man. Uh, we got a little bit more, and we're going we gonna to leave y'all with it, you know? 
again, one of the issues is that like it kind of makes you equate being a believer in Christ to like material gain and mm -hmm. financial gain. The whole claiming it is mm -hmm. kind of like you're insisting that God owes you something, mm -hmm. which is I don't I don't yeah that's that's a rough one for me to understand when people try to explain it to me, but I'm open to, to trying to hear it. You know, I've heard it explained in a way that's like, you know, if there's something that you want or if somebody has something for you, you have to receive it, you know. Mm. But I don't know if I understand that concept, but I don't know if that's the way that like people are applying it here. And again, like a mm. part of it is like that your faith is directly aligned to God giving you uh, material gain right. and stuff like and I don't I don't want to call out anybody, but this is public that Joyce Meyer um, she's like a you know popular prosperity type of uh, preacher. She actually came out and like denounced all of this stuff, uh, and we put that article uh, in the blog post for this episode. But yeah, she was just basically saying that um, she was like every time somebody had a problem in their life, I believed it was because they didn't have enough faith. She was like, I'm glad for what I learned about prosperity, but it got out of balance. I'm glad for what I've learned about faith, but it got out of balance. Um, because that's another aspect, right, of the whole prosperity thing is that they look at faith as like a tool to utilize and to uh, like conjure up. And it's something that you kind of have control over. Mm -hmm. So that's why they can say things like or that's why a person like Joyce Meyer, mm -hmm. you know, would think like, oh, if something didn't happen, then it's because your faith wasn't yeah. high enough because they believe like you have the ability to work your faith when, you know, God gives us faith. Hmm. Mm. He says, no one, mm. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father, comes to me unless the Father draws him. So it's not about you, you know, wanting, I, I want Jesus, I want Jesus, I want Jesus. He's like, mm? you got to get drawn here. God mm. gives a measure of faith to people. Wow, if, if we all had the same level of faith, ah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Go ahead. I know you're about to say something. Mm -mm. Yes, you are. I you need you to. Say. Challenge. I need I need it. All right. Challenge. I'm thinking about Luke 17. <laughs> I stand corrected. Watch this. This is how on point the bishop is tonight. He says that our faith, right? Our, now, think about this. Our faith is not something that we are able to really create or increase. Right, so here I am trying to challenge Jay. I'm like, what about Luke 17, where the apostles say, how can we increase our faith? Uh -huh. But that's me misremembering. When I get here and I check verse five of Luke chapter 17, it says, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> they look to him yeah. to increase our faith, which goes in line with other scriptures like, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, mm. It's not like we're gonna we're gonna muster up <laughs> you can't. our own faith. You can't. Right? Like they said earlier, like our initial faith mm. is issued to us mm. by God the Father. Mm. So it comes from him. Mm -hmm. Right? So people are teaching like you gotta get your faith right. You gotta you, 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 you. Yeah. You gotta get your faith right. You're responsible for your faith being, you know, in a place <laughs> or at a at a level where God can do something for you. Yeah. But you got to get your faith together. Mm -hmm. And then we mm -hmm. look at ourselves and we like, man, I guess I ain't got the faith for that. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. It's crazy. Good. Oh, man. Maybe one more. Right. One more scripture, I guess. Uh, 
Well, I just wanted to point out, right, um, that all right, Luke 4, 8, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, et cetera, et cetera, right? But you could take this, proclaim good news to the poor. What, what would that good news to a poor person possibly be? Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you rich. Mm -hmm. But is that what he's talking about? Mm -mm. The good news is not, hey, I'm going to make you rich on earth. The good news is, hey, I've overcome the world. Yeah, I'm going to give you everlasting life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <He> said it. <laughs> there are many mansions where my father lives, like, and I'm bringing you with me. Yeah. You know, in John, it, it says, like, uh, cribs. Yeah, <laughs> cribs. <laughs> it says, like, he's talking about, like, you know, uh, you you were servants once, but now like you're my friends. I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but it's like these are the things that he's talking about. Like I'm mm -hmm. I'm, you're adopted child now of God because of me. I'm His son, and hey guys, come on with me and be yeah. in the family. Yeah. This is the good news to the yeah. poor. It is not because yeah. there are some people who are going to remain poor. Yeah, and what if God needs you to remain poor so that you don't like become prideful mm -hmm. and covet money? Mm. What you gonna say to him then? Mm. If he says, "I know, I know you better than yourself, and I had to do this for you," what you gonna say? But no, your will was to give me the abundant life. That's what such and such on Instagram said. Mm. This is, but again, we gotta just just question the stuff. That's yeah. all we asking you yeah. to do. Yeah, just question doctrines, question right. doctrines, right? See if it lines up. Ask the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's all we could all do. And you know, just like we talked about in the covering episode. Like, we're not saying these things so that you will look at individuals in the body of Christ and begin to, like, judge them or condemn them or any of that, right? It's like, just look at the doctrine. Don't come against the person. Yeah. Come against the doctrine. And it doesn't mean that the other things that they're talking about are not to be listened to or have mm -hmm. no value. Nothing like that. But just, like, know what the word says versus what people are saying. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. I think that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I think I'm done. Yeah. Check out the website. We got yeah. some articles on there with some with some like stats and stuff like that. Um, but yep. Yeah. And let us know what you guys yeah. think. Like chime in Please. and let us know what y'all think, man. I would love to hear your perspective. On yeah. All of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would love. We would love to hear your perspective. I want to hear Marcus on all of this. Marcus yeah, because this is my show. And, <laughs> it's Marcus' show. Know, my guest, I mean, my guest host over here, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. But yeah, we want to know what you guys have to say. Yeah, is is God's will for us riches and prosperity? Yeah. Question mark. Let us know. All right. All peace. Right. Later. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of the Word in the World podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and repost with the hashtag the Word X the World podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies. Basically, any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.